Gee whiz. Hello, friends. My name is John Henderson. Welcome to this series of old-time radio show episodes called Gee Whiz. These are stories of the schemes, trials, and loves of the typical American teenagers, Andy Hardy, Archie Andrews, and Henry Aldridge. We're going to start with the Aldridge family, where Henry gets a haircut. It would not be unusual back then for a boy getting a haircut to turn and see the man in the next chair getting a shave. First, a hot towel would open the pores. Then they would use a little brush to lather up the shaving soap. Ah, bay rum, the scent used in old-fashioned shaving soaps. A manly smell. Then the barber would carefully use a straight razor to shave the man. Last, a bit of talcum powder to absorb extra oils. So enjoy this episode from October 5th, 1952. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! Yes, The Aldrich Family, written by Clifford Goldsmith. Centerville is only a dot on the map, and 117 Elm Street is only a typical American home. But it's where the Aldridges live, and it isn't far from where you live, or used to live. As a typical teenage boy, Henry Aldridge is always certain to stir up any number of mishaps and memories. The scene opens in the Aldridge living room. The time is Saturday morning. Oh, boy, Mary, do I feel swell. Henry, why are you puffing out your chest that way? I don't know. I just feel swell. Why do you say that, dear? You know what happened at school this week, Mother? What, dear? Well, they were having a meeting, see? And I didn't know they were going to elect the class debt committee. And the first thing I know, somebody nominated me. What kind of a committee? A class debt committee. A class debt? Sure, Mother, we owe money, and they needed someone to take charge of it. And you were elected? Sure, almost unanimously. Who did what unanimously? The class father, to me. Sam, Henry's been elected to wipe out his class debt this year. <laughs> well, Gee whiz, I don't know. Everything's just suddenly going swell. And you were elected unanimously? Well, practically. And then the school photographer took our picture. Of you, Henry? Sure. Henry, I certainly hope you didn't have your picture taken looking like that. What's the matter with me? You never needed a haircut more in your life. My haircut? I don't need a haircut. Well, look at it. It's almost down to your shoulders. Mother, you're exaggerating. Would you like some ribbons in it, Henry? Mary. Well, dear, you should never have let them take a picture of you like that, especially if they elected you unanimously. Mother, they didn't just point the camera at my hair. George Bigelow didn't even have a tie on. What was he doing in the picture? Well, she whiz, Father, you don't think they asked me to wipe out the whole debt single-handed, do you? Well, those that don't notice George's tie will certainly notice your hair. Henry, how many are there on your committee? Well, counting everybody, 14. Fourteen? Fourteen? Yeah. But in the picture, I was in the first row, Father. Well, it's too late now, but you're going down and get a haircut. On a Saturday morning? Waste the whole Saturday morning in a barber's chair? 
As a matter of fact, if you wait until I finish the breakfast dishes, I'll go down with you. No, Mother, I can tell him how to cut my own hair all by myself. But, Henry, how about the last time you came home with a haircut? Gee whiz, Mary, that's the way all the guys were wearing it last month. Low in the front and high in the back. <laughs> well, I'm going with you. Mother, please don't embarrass me. My goodness, what's embarrassing about having your mother go into a barbershop with you? It just isn't done, Mother. The very idea makes me nervous. Alice! Yes, Sam? Could you come here a minute, please? I'll be right there. And, Henry, you're to get ready to go down to the barber shop. Yes, Mother. Only don't feel you have to leave your work in order to go with me. Mother? Mother? Henry, she wants to go with you. Mary, she'll only be embarrassed down there with all those men. You tell her I'll have it cut exactly right. You better wait, Henry! 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 Mother, he's gone. He's gone where? To the barbers, and when he comes back, he'll simply be a sight. Well, I have a good notion to phone Thompson's Barbershop and tell them just what I want done. Where are you going, Henry? <laughs> the barber shop, Homer. Now, I'm in a hurry. Look out. You don't need a haircut. What do you want a haircut for? Listen, Homer, do you see that lady coming down the street back there? In the next block? The one that's running? Yeah. That isn't my mother, is it? No, she's running for a bus. Oh. What barber are you going to? Mr. Thompson, right here in the Centerville Times building. Oh. Did you know you're going to have your picture in the Times tomorrow? In the Times? Sure. The one guy McCorkle took of the class debt committee. Is it going to be in the Times? Sure, tomorrow. He spent all day yesterday persuading them to run it, and they finally gave in. Well, gee whiz, imagine! Homer, Homer, do you see that car coming? That isn't my mother, is it? No. Oh. Just the same, I'd better go into the barber shop. If I see your mother, I'll tell her you're looking for her. No, Homer! <laughs> <laughs> you, you never even saw me! Hi there, Henry. Now, how do you do, Mr. Lappin? Well, hello, Henry. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Do you like this chair here? Well, you have one not quite so near the window. You don't like this one? Well, well, I, I'm thinking of the strong light. This is the only one that isn't busy. Hop in. Yes, sir. Hair trim? Yes, sir. How do you want it? Well, I'll tell you. I want it sort of... You see this right over my ears? Yeah. Well, it's sort of hard to explain. You see this right up on top? Yeah. Well... Well, I'll try to tell you. Do you know Eddie Shenton? Eddie Shenton? Well, he was a lifeguard down at the lake this summer. How did he have his cut? Well, it's hard to show you if you've never seen him. Well, uh, how about this chart here? I got a photograph of just about every style there is. Well, gee whiz, let's take a look at it. Yeah, here you are. Now, here's a style they call the New Yorker. That would sort of fit your head. You think so? Is that popular? Oh, sell a lot of these. And here's the one they call the Yale Bowl. No, I don't think my mother... In fact, I don't think anybody would care for that one. What's this one? The Bo Brummel. That's more the Eddie Shenton kind. Could you give me the Bo Brummel up on top and the New Yorker on the side? <laughs> sure. No, I think that'd be a good combination. Well, I'm glad to have a customer that knows what he wants. Well, the way I look at it, if you don't know how you want your own hair cut, who does? 
Would you mind swinging the chair around a little so I could look out the window, please? I thought the light hurt your eyes. Uh, I, I like to watch the traffic. Uh, uh, well, how's that? Fine. Would you mind not twisting your head like that? Oh, excuse me. I just happened to see somebody come out of that store across the street. Say, who is that? That girl? Oh, that's Natalie White. Not bad. She's got a dog just like mine. Would you mind holding your head still? Well, I wasn't looking at her. I was looking at that man go up the ladder. Uh, the Times is putting up a new electric sign out there. The Times? Mr. Thompson, that reminds me. Did you ever read The Times on Sunday? Yes, sir. Well, I certainly wish you'd skip it tomorrow. Yeah, bad news? They're going to print my picture, darn it. Gee, do I hope they don't put it on the front page. What are they going to print it for? Well, I'm in charge of something over at the high school. Gee, was I embarrassed when I heard about it. Embarrassed? You know, everybody in town will see it, and they'll all be calling up my mother. Well, most boys would be pretty proud about a thing like that. Well, I'd rather just be one of the crowd. You know, once they start printing your picture, where's it all going to end? Could you hold your head still, Henry? I was just looking over at the bakery. That Natalie White's coming across the street, isn't she? I guess she is. Hmm, Good-looking girl. Oh, gee whiz, what's she coming in here for? Excuse me, but could I bother you? Yes, ma'am. Hello, Henry. Hello. How's your dog? She's fine. How's yours? He's fine. <laughs> Mr. Thompson, they don't have any change over at the bakery, and they thought perhaps you could change this $5 bill. Sure, I guess I can help you. Hey, Mr. Thompson, is Henry here? Homer, where did you come from? Hi, Natalie. Hi, Homer. Henry, I just ran into your sister up the street. She told me to tell you as soon as you've had your hair cut, you're to go right home and let your mother see it. <laughs> your mother? What do you mean, she has to see it? Homer, did Mary say that? Sure. She said Henry couldn't be trusted in a barber chair. <laughs> Honestly? She was Homer, always trying to kid. Mr. Thompson, when you get through on top, I'd like a shave. <laughs> a what? A what? A shave. And make it close. And with bay rum. Mother! Where are you, Mother? Out here in the kitchen. Is there anything I can do to help you? Well, I'm busy right this minute, dear, breaking these eggs. Oh, well, if there's anything I can do... Henry! I thought I told you to go to the barber's. I did go. Well, why didn't you have your hair cut? She whiz, I did. Can't you see? Henry, he didn't even touch it. Turn around. Mother, I know he cut it. I saw the hair fall off. <laughs> well, dear, I can tell when my own son's hair has been cut. All he did was comb it down. Mother, is there anything I can... Henry Aldrich, what's happened to you? What do you mean, what's happened to me? Well, you're as white as a sheet. Gee whiz, Mary, that's just sort of... powder. Talcum powder? Sure. Didn't you ever hear of anybody using talcum powder after shaving? Henry, who shaved you? And what's that piece of bandage doing on your cheek? It's just a cut, Mary. It's just a cut from the razor. How did the barber happen to cut you? A ladder fell. <laughs> what fell, Henry? A ladder that belonged to the Centerville Times. And when the man jumped, I jumped. And so did Mr. Thompson. And, Mother, look at Henry's hair. I have, dear. My goodness, it's even longer than it was before he went. How could it be, Mary? But it is, Henry. This morning it was in curls down to here, and now it's straight and it comes all the way down to here. My goodness, what's that awful smell? What smell? Henry, what did he put on your hair? Just a tonic, Mother, to keep me from growing bald. 
Mother, hold me while I faint. Henry, dear, I'm not going to have you walking around the house looking like that. And, Mother, did you know Henry's been going around telling everyone he's going to have his picture in the paper tomorrow? Listen, Mary, who told you that? My goodness, it's all over town. It is? I was just talking to Ted Gould, and he said Mr. Thompson told him. Well, I certainly thought Mr. Thompson could keep it confidential. Henry, you're going right straight back and tell Mr. Thompson to pay a little more attention to his own business and not so much to everybody else's. What do you mean? I want him to cut your hair correctly. Mother, he did. Henry, I want your hair cut. Mother, you're just influenced by the looks of this bandage. If you back off into the dining room and look at me, you'll get an entirely different perspective. <laughs> I'm not going to pay good money to have you look like that from any perspective. Now, please start there. Mother, I'll be embarrassed to death. She was Mr. Thompson's very busy, and he cut my hair, and I paid him. I wouldn't be comfortable asking him to do it again. Well, then I'm sure Mary would be very glad to go down with you and ask him. Mother! Yes, Mother, I'd be delighted to. No, Mary, no! But, Henry, don't you want to be comfortable? Mary, you can't do that to me. Henry, stop acting like a child. I'll go back, Mother, alone. I'll ask him by myself. But please don't any member of this family come along. And will you tell him to take some off the sides and off the top? Yes, Mother. I'll tell him to give me a good all-around trimming. Hello, Henry. Hello, Natalie. Where are you going? Huh? Well, I'd carry your bundles for you if I didn't have to go back down to my... I mean, back downtown for something. You've got to go back? What happened to your face? A man fell off a ladder. <laughs> On you? No, right in front of the Centerville Times. He didn't hurt himself, though. Oh, that reminds me. I guess I'll certainly have to buy a copy of the Times tomorrow. You will? What for? Oh, you're just modest. Everybody knows about it. About my... About my... Your picture. It is going to be in the Times tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, yeah, sure. It sort of slipped my mind. I'm getting a copy from my family, and I'm going to send one to my cousin in Abbott City. You are? I'm going to tell you you live right in the same block with me, and you have a dog just like mine. Was your picture taken with your dog? No, with... With... It was taken without him. Henry, would you mind looking in this bag, please? The one under my arm. Sure, what for? Could you see where that bottle of vanilla extract is broken? Well, it's there, but it isn't broken. Isn't that funny? I thought I smelled something. You did? Henry! Oh, gee whiz. Henry, wait for me! Oh, boy. Goodbye, Natalie. Henry! I've got to be going. Oh, is that your sister calling? I guess it is. Tell her I haven't time to wait. <laughs> We'll return to the Aldrich family in just a minute. Tonight, NBC rolls out the red carpet for two of the most popular people in radio. Tonight, Phil Harris and Alice Faye return to the air on this station with their whole gang and more laughs than you can shake a stick at. And this is just a reminder to tune in. Then, as another Sunday feature, Theater Guild on the Air brings you Morning Star with Sylvia Sidney and Molly Goldberg and a story about some wonderful people who made homes out of a cold water tenement. And also this evening, Jack Webb stars in another dramatization of a case history from the files of the Los Angeles Police Force 
on Dragnet. And no NBC lineup is complete without the best news and special event shows. So tonight, listen to the American Forum of the Air and meet the press. Yes, for the tops in radio, just stay tuned to NBC. Now getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. His mother is upset about his haircut. When he returned home from the barber shop, she told him, to his complete embarrassment, that he must go back and have his hair recut, this time correctly. The scene opens as Henry re-enters the barber shop. That you, Henry? Yes, Mr. Thompson. What are you back for? You forget something? No, not exactly. I'll tell you, Mr. Thompson, if you aren't too busy, you make a couple of small changes on this job? What's wrong with it? Oh, why, nothing's wrong with it. I like it very much, only my mother... I mean, well, you don't suppose you could give me a little less of the New Yorker and a little more of the Yale Bowl, could you? Sure, I can do anything you want, but if I even touch your hair, it's going to spoil it. You think so? I've been cutting hair for 20 years, and that's one of the best jobs I've ever done. Well, now that I look at it in your mirror, I can see that it's pretty good. Your mother see it in a good light? Oh, it hasn't anything to do with my mother. I guess it was just a mirror we have at home. Well, of course, I'll spoil it for you if you really want me to. Oh, no, I wouldn't even have you touch it. Goodbye, Mr. Thompson. Goodbye. See you in a couple of weeks. Henry! Oh, gee whiz, Mary. Has Mr. Thompson changed your hair yet? Not yet, Mary. I'm just going in. Well, I'll go in with you. No, Mary, you go on. Please. I'll be in here for quite some time. But Henry! No, Mary! Well, what is it now? Well... I'll tell you, Mr. Thompson, I know it's against my better judgment, especially when... Well, that is... Well, I think I'll let you spoil it. What's that? What I mean is, I think you could take a little more off the top and the sides, maybe. What for? Well, well, I've got a hat at home, see, and it's my favorite hat, and it fits a little snug. And I think maybe it would be Why better if... Why didn't you tell me you wanted it cut to fit a hat? I didn't think of it before. Well, hop up in the chair. But mind you, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm just going to ease it off a little. Oh, sure. I wouldn't want you to do any more than that. Quite a crowd out in front there, isn't there? Yeah, that new sign that's being hoisted into place is quite a job. I'm glad to have sort of a front row seat like this. Mr. Thompson, is Mr. Lapham here? Yeah, just a second. Hey, John, customer. Coming. Hello, Toby. Hi, Han. Will it be, Toby, a haircut? Yeah, my mother says give it the works. Get in the chair. Henry, were you just talking to that Natalie White a little while ago? Sure, why? Well, just because she's a new girl in town, Henry, don't think you have to impress her with yourself. What do you mean? You know what you told her. I? About your picture being in the paper tomorrow. I told her that? Toby, I hardly brought the subject up. Hold your head still, Henry. You made the whole thing up just to make her think you were somebody. You're crazy. You mean it isn't going to be in the paper? Yes, it is, Mr. Thompson. It is not. You want to bet, Toby? Do you want to bet? Sure, I'll bet you. Wholesale, Toby. I'll bet you anything you want to. How much do you want to bet? Anything you want. All right, how much? Toby, I happen to know the paper is printing it. All right, all right. Here's what I'll bet you then. Ouch. Now look what you made me do. I've given you a ball spot. Well, you better take it all off. I like it short. Henry, here's what I'll bet you. We'll make it a box of candy. If I win, you pay for it, and I'll give it to Natalie White. If you win, I'll pay for it, and you can give it to Natalie. Say that again, Toby. Hold still, will you? <laughs> if I win, all you have to do is buy me a box of candy to give to Natalie. And if I win, you buy me one to give her? Sure. Shake, shake, shake. Hey, hey hold still. You want to lose an ear? It's a bat. It's a bat. Hey, Henry. What do you want, Homer? 
I thought we were going to listen to the World Series this afternoon. Keep quiet while I finish combing his hair. But the game's begun. The first man struck out. I'll be right there, Homer. Yeah, there you are, Henry. Can you hurry, Mr. Lapham? That job's perfect, Henry. Now, don't you even touch a comb to it. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Thompson. Frankly, it's just exactly what I wanted. Hurry up, Henry. I'm coming. Thank you, Mr. Thompson. See you in a couple of weeks. Now, wait for me, fellas. Mr. Lapham, couldn't you just sort of chop it off? Gee whiz, does that Toby think he knows everything? Why? When he comes in and he tries to make out I'm a liar. Because my picture isn't going to be in the paper tomorrow. It isn't. What? It isn't. What do you mean it isn't? You're crazy. Are you trying to make me out a liar, Henry? You're the one that told me he was going to be in. But I just heard that Guy McCorkle that took the picture dropped his camera. When? I don't know when he dropped it. How would I know? Well, gee whiz, Homer, you should never misled me like that. Am I going to be disgraced? Why care about Toby? Homer, it's all over town that my picture's going to be in. Well, don't blame me, Henry. Gee whiz. You think I want to pay for a box of chocolates for Toby to give to Natalie? Then have him sit and even eat them with her? Again, Mother? Yes, dear. Mother, what does Henry have to do again? Mary, dear, if I were you, I'd stay out of this. Oh, my goodness, Henry, it's worse than ever. Now, listen, Mary, I'm tired of this. All I've heard since I got up this morning is my hair. It's been hair, hair, hair. Henry! What, Homer? The Yanks just scored. Mother, please don't make me go back and be trimmed again. Right in the middle of the World Series. Henry, I don't want to hear another word about it. You are to go back and tell Mr. Thompson that I want your hair cut correctly or I'll know the reason why. I'll go. Only when I get back into that chair, it'll be just like getting up on the guillotine. Henry! Come on, Homer. we got to go downtown again. Now? Homer, I have to. Mother, do you want me to go with him this time? Listen, Mary, don't you even come near that barber shop. What do you have to go for, Henry? I have to have my hair cut again. How are you going to have it done this time? <laughs> I don't give a darn how he cuts it. I've lost interest. Aren't you even interested in how the Yanks come out? No. Did you have that snapshot of me? Sure. Do you understand what you're going to do with it? Sure. I just put it under the door of the Times office and beat it. Is my name on the back? Sure. It says, Henry W. Aldrich, chairman of the class debt committee. I guess that'll put Toby in his place. It's too bad you don't have one where you're not in a bathing suit. Do you think they'll really print it, Homer? To be honest, No. But I'll tell you how you could get it in, though. How? Get engaged. Then they'd be sure to print your picture. On the society page. In a bathing suit? What difference would that make? You'd win the box of candy. I know how I might get my picture in. How? Well, if I could only be near a good accident just as it comes off, then maybe I could. Look out! Look out, Henry. Do you want to be killed? He was. Why does he watch where he's going? Boy, I practically saved your life. I'm not sure you should have. Box of candy, eh? Yes, Mr. Aldrich. Uh, Toby was sitting in this chair here, and your son Henry was over there in Mr. Thompson's chair. And they started arguing about Henry having his picture in the paper tomorrow. Is it going to be in? So he says, Mr. Aldrich. And Toby says he's crazy. That's how they came to bet the box of candy. Well. Now then, is there anything else? You all through shaving me? Yes, sir. I'll tell you what you can give me. A couple of good hot towels. Yes, sir. Just let me lie under them for a while and relax. Yes, Mr. Aldrich. 
You heard how the ball game's going? Four to two, seventh inning. Now, just put your head back, Mr. Aldrich. Good. Too hot? No. No, feels good. Mr. Lappin, is Mr. Thompson here? Well, you back. Who wants me? It's Henry, Mr. Thompson. Now what? Uh, Mr. Thompson, could I just have a word with you? You've changed your mind again? Oh, no. No, as far as I'm concerned, my hair's just perfect the way it is. Only if you'd be willing to cut it a little short, I'd be glad to pay you 60 cents out of my allowance. What do you want to do that for? You rolling in money? I don't care about money. The main thing is, I want to see everybody satisfied. Here, hop up there. I'll get my clippers. Between this haircut and that box of candy, you bet you're going to be broke. She was. Why should I worry about money? My allowance is gone. There's always plenty more where it came from. I don't want to get personal, Mr. Thompson, but I wonder if maybe your hot towels aren't too hot. What makes you say that? I thought I heard the man in the next chair groan. Sit still, Henry. Yes, sir. Well, if your mother doesn't like it this time, it won't be my fault. You think you ought to make it that short? Sure. We're closed all day tomorrow, and this is your last chance. I know, Mr. Thompson, but... Hold still. Don't even speak. There. Well, I think that's much... Will that be a full 60 cents, Mr. Thompson? Forget it. Forget it? Yeah, and I'll try and do the same. Well, thank you very much. Now I can go home and watch the game without anything on my mind. Goodbye, Mr. Thompson. I'll see you in two weeks. Forget it. Hey, Henry! Henry! Oh, I thought you were Henry Aldrich. <laughs> I am Henry Aldrich. What happened to you? Now listen, Homer, what is it you want? Turn around and let me see your face. You're looking at my face. <laughs> Did you take care of the picture? I got caught. Where, Homer? Sticking your picture under the Times door. Just as I put it there, the door opened, and they told me to take it and beat it. Well, gee whiz, Homer, you're a big help. Hello, Henry. Oh, I thought you were... Oh, my! Now listen, Natalie. <laughs> Scrambled eggs, Henry? No, thank you, Father. Mary? Yes, Mother? Will you please tell your brother he just spilled some marmalade? But I'm not speaking to him either, Mother. Why not? Well, look at him, Father. His head is practically shaved. Well, gee whiz, Mary. After you've gone to the barbershop as many times in one day as I did yesterday, you can't expect to have much hair left. Let's not even mention Henry's hair anymore. I'm going to get ready to go to church. I'll be ready to go with you in just a minute, Mother. Oh, no, you're not going with me. Well, gee whiz. You mean I can't appear in public with anyone in the family? Henry, have you been down to the corner to get the times? No, Father. Did you forget it? No, sir. I, I just thought you'd like to eat breakfast in peace without worrying about anything. Well, as soon as you've finished your breakfast, would you please go and get the paper? Yes, sir. But first, could I make a proposition with you? What kind of a proposition? Well, well, if I go down and get the paper, not only this morning, but every Sunday morning for the next six months, could you advance me a dollar and a half? To buy a box of candy? A box of candy? Father, what do you mean by that? 
I thought you were rolling in money. I'm rolling in it? After all, when your allowance runs out, there's always plenty more where it came from, isn't there? Who told you that? Just common gossip. Uh, Mary? Yes, Mother? Will you please tell your brother that Toby Smith is very anxious to speak to him on the phone? Mother, could you please tell him I can't possibly come to the phone? Why not? I'm sick in bed. But you're not. Couldn't you say he's been scalped? Please, Mother, tell him I can't come to the phone. Who's that? Hey, excuse me. Excuse me, but is Henry here? What do you want, Homer? Did you see the paper? Did you see the paper? Not even interested in it. Did you see the front page? Here, take a look. What? At this. What is it? Just three pictures of their putting up that new sign in front of the Times office. Don't you see yourself? Me? Where? Sitting in Thompson's barbershop, in the chair. I am? Well, how do they happen to print that? Well, why don't you read what it says? These three unusual photographs were snapped in front of the Times building yesterday at 11 a.m., 1 p.m., and 3 p.m. <laughs> Which one am I in? All three. <laughs> All three? Look at yourself under my magnifying glass, Henry. You can even see the scar where Mr. Thompson cut you. Well, gee whiz. I look pretty good, don't I? Mother! Is Toby still on the phone? You would be a poor businessman to invest money without determining what your dividend would be. So I'd like to tell you what return you'll receive on your investment in your community test. Well, normally about 40% of 100 families receive directly services of some kind from one or more red feather agencies during the year. Such services include aid to the handicapped, to orphan children, to the aged, and to the sick and needy. And all families benefit indirectly because these services work to make your community a healthier, happier, better place in which to live. Well, this year, it's a bigger red feather because the United Red Feather Campaign must raise $17 million extra to provide for the United Defense Fund services, which include 257 USO clubs, USO camp shows, American Relief for Korea, and many others. So when you make your contribution, give enough to cover normal needs, plus an extra amount for the added services made necessary by this defense emergency. It's a bigger red feather this year. Give the United Way. Gee, Homer, am I sore at Toby? Why, Henry? Didn't he give you the box of candy to give to Natalie? Sure he did. But I didn't know he was going to put my pictures in it. Those three getting your hair cut? Sure. And on the bottom he wrote, Chairman of the Class Debt Committee, going into debt. The Aldrich Family is written by Clifford Goldsmith. Henry is played by Bobby Ellis and Homer by Johnny Fiedler. Mr. and Mrs. Aldridge are House Jameson and Catherine Roth. Your announcer is Dick Dudley. (laughs) 
That was the Aldridge family from 1952, and now the Archies. Next, an episode of Archie from 1948. Now, westerns were very popular in the 40s and 50s. In this episode, they mention a couple of uh, western movies, including The Last Frontier, which is odd because that movie wouldn't be made for another seven years. Of course, they couldn't see into the future. Uh, They just made up a name, and then later they happened to make a movie of the same name. So these are all made-up names of movies in this episode. So enjoy this episode from September 25th, 1948. Jughead, it's a matter of life or death. Oh, relax, Archie. Relax. Yes, here he is again, the youngster millions of readers of Archie Comics magazine known and loved so well. Brought to you by Swift and Company, makers of Swift Premium Franks, Archie Andrews, and all his gang. Tender guarantee of protection, Swift's premium franks now come to you cellophane wrapped in handy one-pound packages. Made fresh daily in Swift kitchens from coast to coast, Swift's premium franks are then wrapped in the new handy sanitary flavor saver pack and brought to you at the very peak of their tantalizing flavor with all their natural goodness sealed in. So kids, tell your mom that you want Swift's premium franks. And mom, get some today. They're delicious. And you'll be glad to know that Swift's premium franks are economical. There's no waste to them. Every bite is all nourishment, all dinner-quality meat. Ask for them today. Swift's premium franks in the one-pound cellophane package. And now for our weekly visit to Riverdale. It's early Friday evening as we look in on the Andrews home. The family has finished dinner a little while ago, and right now we find Mr. and Mrs. Andrews in the living room. Mrs. Andrews is sewing, and Mr. Andrews is reading his newspaper. So, the president said there would be no further comment to be made on that Fred. subject. Furthermore, he said, if the condition... Fred? Fred! Uh, yes, dear, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Oh, for pity's sake. Fred Andrews, are you listening to me? Uh, Oh, yes, dear. Yes, of course I am. Heard every word you said. Oh, you did? Of course. Then what did I say? Well, you said, uh, uh, you said I should, uh, you said you want... uh, Mary, what did you say? Nothing. I simply called you. Oh, you did? I did. (laughs) Yes, I wasn't listening. (laughs) I guess you weren't. But, Fred, what I'm trying to find out is, what would you like to do tonight? Do? Uh, nothing special, dear. Why? Well, I thought we might play some bridge. Bridge? Hmm? Mary, how are you and I going to play bridge when it takes four people? 
That's just the point, silly. I thought we'd call the Hendersons and ask them to come over. Oh, well, now, that's not a bad idea, Mary. Not a bad idea at all. Haven't had a nice game of bridge in a long time. And we owe the Hendersons an invitation. Yes, sir, we do with that. Mary, I'll call them right now. Oh, uh, boy, isn't that terrific? Oh, fine. Well, hiya, Mom. Hiya, Dad. Isn't that sensational? Archie, isn't I... that wonderful? Archie, isn't that I... stupendous? All right, Archie. It's terrific, sensational, wonderful, and stupendous. But would you mind telling us what you're talking about? Oh, gee whiz, sure, Dad. I'm talking about these tickets. What tickets? Two free tickets to the Bijou Theater. Free tickets? Uh-huh. Archie, where'd you get free tickets to the movies? Pinky Schultz just gave them to me, Mom. Pinky just had a fight with his girlfriend, Agatha, and of oh. course he can't use these tickets now, so he gave them to me. Isn't that terrific? Isn't that sensational? Archie. Isn't that wonderful? Okay, Dad, okay. I'm glad you've got free tickets to the movies, but I see no reason for you to yell and shout like you just inherited a million dollars. Well, yes, Dad, but it's almost as good. Archie, that may be. And if you're going to the movies tonight, go ahead, but... Do it more quietly, please. Oh, okay, Dad. Fred, you call the Hendersons while I go see if we have enough cake and candy. And I'll make some coffee, too, dear. All right, dear. I'll call the Hendersons right now. Yeah, and I'll call Veronica. Yes, you call Archie. What? Veronica. Archie, I have to make a call. But, gee with Dad, can't I call first? Well, Archie, well, there I... isn't much time before the last show starts. Yes, but And Veronica I... doesn't even know I want to take her yet. Yes, but It'll I... just take half a minute, Dad. Half a minute. Oh, me. All right, Archie. Call Veronica. But, Archie... Yes, Dad? Call me as soon as you're through. I'll go help your mother. Okay, Dad, I will. Operator, get me Riverdale 318, please, and hurry. Oh, boy. Did you ever hear of such luck? Free tickets hello? to the... Oh, hiya, Veronica. This is Archie, and guess oh, what? Oh, hello, Archie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, y'all, <laughs> it's awful nice to hear your voice, Archie. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, it's nice to hear your voice too, Veronica. Oh, Archie, how sweet. <laughs> but Veronica, what I called about is to ask if you'd like to go to the movies tonight. The Oh, that's swell. I'll fit. You have a date? Uh huh, with Reggie Mayo. Oh, but Veronica, I, have... I was just getting dressed when you called. But I and have. I have free... to hurry. Reggie will be here any minute. But Veronica, wait. Some I have. Free... Time, Archie. Thanks for calling. Uh, but Veronica, I have free. Hello? 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 Oh, gee whiz. Now, how do you like that? Archie, are you through with that phone yet? Oh, Dad, yeah, I'm through. But guess what happened? Archie, you can tell me about it just as soon as Veronica I... had a date. Yes, Archie. Just when I have free tickets to the movie, yes, she I know, has to Archie, go and have a date with someone else. Archie, look. That is the most pathetic story I've heard all week. But if you don't mind, your mother wants me to call the Hendersons right now. Okay, Dad, I'm through with the phone. Good. Just hand it to me and... Oh, fine. Gee, now, who can that be? Hello? Hello, Archie. She was Jughead. Would you expect a smoke? No, Jughead, and I didn't expect you either. It's Jughead, Dad. Oh, fine. Archie, call me when you're through. I will, Dad. Hello, Jug. Gee whiz, Archie, what's the matter? You sound unhappy. I am unhappy, Jughead. Pinky Schultz just gave me free tickets to the Bijou. Gee, did? Yeah, and I asked Veronica to go with me, but she's got a date. Ask me and see what I say. I suppose I might as well. Want to go to the movies, Jug? Gee, sure. 
Okay, Jug, hurry up over and we'll go to the movies. Okay, Archie, I'll be there before you can say MGM. Bye. Well, I guess Jug had it better than nobody. I want... She was now, who can that be? Hello? Hello, Archie. She was Veronica. Archie, Reggie Mayo just called and he has the months and can't keep our date. He can't keep your... You mean... So if you still want to take me to the movies, I'd love to go. Oh, no. What? Well, I mean... See, that's swell. Well, Archie, aren't you glad I can go to the movies with you? Gee, I don't know. What? Well, I mean... Well, sure, I'm glad you can go, Veronica, but I'm not sure I can take you. What? Look, Veronica, it's a little complicated, but I think I can straighten it out. I'll call you back in a few minutes. Oh, all right, Archie, but hurry. I will, Veronica. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, boy, what a mix-up. Archie, are you through with that call yet? Gee was not yet, Dad. I got to call Jughead. Call Jughead? Archie, weren't you just talking to Jughead a minute ago? Well, yes, Dad, and I invited him to go to the movies with me, but then Veronica called back, and, and she could go, so mm. I got to call Jughead back and, and uninvite him. Oh, great. Archie, okay, I... What who say? The Hendersons. Are they coming over for bread? Oh, Mary, I haven't even called them yet. I... Oh, for pity's sake, why not? Because I... I'm making the coffee and I have the cake and candy already, and you yes. haven't even called them yet? But Mary, Fred, I... Fred, I thought you said you wanted to play bridge. Mary, look. I do want to play bridge, dear, and I do want to call the Hendersons, but I can't get Archie off the telephone. Well, he's off now. Yes, and... Uh, I mean, yes, and I'm going to call right now. But, Dad, i got to call Jughead. Uh, Archie, you, you can call Jughead. It'll only take half a minute, Dad. Archie, I'll I... will be in an awful spot if I don't tell him right away, Dad. Archie, I... Hey, the boy called Jughead. Yes, but... Evidently, but... it's something important. What? Well, Mary, you just bawled me out for not calling the Hendersons. Now you tell... Fred, he says it'll only take half a minute. Now, come on, you can help me set up the card table and the chairs, dear. I give up. All right, Archie, call Jughead. But call me the minute you're through. Sure, Dad, I will. I hope Jughead doesn't mind staying home after I invited him and everything. Hello, operator. Get me Riverdale. She was... Never mind, operator. There's someone at the door. I wonder who that can be. Hello. She was Jughead. I was just trying to get you on the phone. That's silly. I'm out. Yes, Jughead. I see that now. I, I told you I'd come over right away. Well, yes, I Jughead, haven't but... seen a good movie in a week. Jughead, it was I... nice of you to invite me, Archie. Well, yes, Jughead. There's nothing I like better than a good movie. Jughead. Huh? Will you quiet down for one second? There's something I want to ask you. Can't you ask me on the way to the movie? No, Jug. It's something I have to ask you now. Oh, okay. Ask me. Well, uh, is Jug, old pal. Yes. Old buddy. Yes. Old friend. <laughs> Listen, Archie, never mind the adverbs and get to the point. I am, Jug, I am. Well, what I'm wondering is, would you... Uh, well, that is, do you... Uh, Jug... Do you really want to see this picture? Sure, why not? Well, no special reason, Jug, but I hear it's awful. Huh? Yeah, I hear it's a terrible picture, Jug. Worst picture they ever made. Full of love and kissing and that stuff. I like love and kissing. Oh, you do? Well, uh, it's got a lot of killing and shooting, too, Jug. I like killing and shooting. Oh, you do? Well, uh, it's got a lot of... Singing and music. Oh, I like singing and music. Oh, you do? Well, well, Jug, look. What kind of picture don't you like? I like any kind. Oh, great. Well, Jughead, I'm sure you won't like this kind. I won't? No, sir. Uh, Jug, you remember that picture where the Indians were scalping the cowboys and you pulled your hat down over your ears? Yeah. Well, this picture is full of that kind of stuff. Gee, it is? Sure. 
And you remember the picture where the fire engine came driving right at the audience and you ducked under your seat? Yeah. This picture is full of fire engines. Gee, it is. Why, sure. And you remember the picture where the tiger jumped at the hunter and you ran right out of the theater? Yeah. Why, there's hundreds of tigers in this picture. Oh. Yeah. Archie. Yes, Judge? Archie, on second thought, maybe I'll just stay home tonight and read a book. You mean you don't want to go to the movies? No. Not right now, Archie. I think I'll just go home. In fact, I think I'll go home before it gets any darker. Oh, gee, that's swell. Oh, I mean, that's too bad, Judge. I, I'm sorry you changed your mind. Yes. Yeah. Bye, Archie. Bye. Gee, it was a shame to scare poor Jughead like that. But it's better than making him feel bad by telling him that I didn't want to take him. Now all I have to do is call Veronica, and then everything will be all set. I hope. Yes, I hope everything turns out all right, too, Archie. We'll see how you make out in just a minute. First, I'd like to get a word in about meal planning. You know, we men probably never really appreciate the problem you homemakers face in preparing interesting meals day in and day out. I'm sure that lots of times it's pretty difficult to think of something new and different to serve that will appeal to the whole family. So here's a suggestion that may be helpful to you. If you haven't served Frankfurters lately, treat your family to an appetizing dinner of Swift's Premium Franks, hot potato salad, and cloverleaf rolls. Now there's an easy-to-fix meal that's bound to be a hit with the whole family. In just a few minutes' cooking time, these fine Swift's Premium Franks are ready to eat, ready to be enjoyed by all. Now, to get the most out of the meal, it's important that the Franks be Swift's Premium Franks. For you see, Swift's Premium Franks are the ones made of all dinner-quality meat, tender beef and juicy pork blended together in each delightful Frank. And to make sure that this all-dinner-quality meat reaches you extra fresh, we make Swift's Premium Franks fresh daily in Swift kitchens located close to where you buy them. Then every pound of these plump, juicy Franks is wrapped in a handy cellophane package that seals in all the natural goodness of each tender Swift's Premium Frank, protects their fine flavor by keeping them fresher longer. So ask for them today. Swift's Premium Franks, the Franks of all dinner-quality meat. Now, back to the Andrews. Archie has those free passes to the movies, and now that he's frightened Jughead out of wanting to go with him, all he has to do is tell Veronica that everything is okay. Riverdale 318, please, and hurry. It's a good thing I remembered that Jughead didn't like tigers and fire engines and Indians. Hello? Hello, Veronica. This is Archie. I got everything all straightened out about the movie. Oh, that's wonderful, Archie. I knew you would. But, Archie, we'd better hurry. The last show starts pretty soon, doesn't it? Oh, yes, Veronica, but I'll be over at your house in about ten minutes. Well, Archie, I have a better idea. Huh? To save time, suppose I take my car and drive by to pick you up. Oh, gee, that is a good idea, Veronica. All right, Archie, I'll be right over. Okay, Veronica. Bye now. Bye now. <sighs> well, I finally got that all straightened out. Well, I guess Dad can make his call now. Oh, Dad! Yes, Archie? All through with the phone now. Well, 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 I don't believe it. Well, yes, Dad, I really am. I got Jughead to change his mind, and Veronica's going with me after all, so everything's all set. Well, that's fine. Now, just hand me that phone, and I'll... Oh, no. Now what? 
close? Hello, Archie. This is Betty. Oh, hello, Betty. I just met I... Jughead, Archie, and he said you had some tickets to a movie that you're not using. I... Huh? And Mother and I would just love to use them, Archie, if you don't want them. Well, Betty, you look, I... You haven't given the tickets away, have you? Well, no, Archie, Betty, I... but... No, I shouldn't ask, but I thought that you'd understand. Well, Betty, gee, I'm sorry, but, but I can't give you the tickets. You can't? Why not? Well, it's a little difficult to explain, Betty. Oh, you'd rather give them to someone else. Well, Betty, you don't well, understand... But, Betty, wait. Hello? 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 Oh, gee whiz. Now, Betty's mad at me. Well, that's just too bad. They're my tickets, and I guess I can take Veronica to the movies if I want to without explaining to Betty. Oh, Dad? Yes, Archie? I'm through with the phone now. Well, it's about time. I'll call the Henderson this time. Oh, oh no. Archie, answer the phone. She was now watching. Hello? Well, hiya, Veronica. What's the matter? Oh, nothing, Archie, but my father says the picture playing at the Bijou is the first frontier. Yeah, that's the picture. Oh, Archie, I wish you told me. I saw that picture last week. Yeah, you saw it. She was you did? Uh-huh, and there's no point to my seeing it again. She was, I guess not. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, Archie. Oh, that's okay, Veronica. Perhaps you'll get tickets again sometime. Yeah, I hope so. Well... How do you like that? Hmm? After I get rid of Jughead and get Betty mad at me so I can take Veronica, it turns out Veronica has seen the picture. Archie, that's a terrible shame. Yeah. But I want to call the Henderson. Yeah, I might and... just as well call Betty and tell her that she can have the ticket. Archie, after I make my call, we are trying to invite the Henderson to bread, remember? But, Dad, if I don't remember... tell Betty now, it'll be too late to use her. Archie, and I can't... it'd be a shame to waste her. Archie, and I Betty can't will be make... mad at me for no reason. <sighs> me. Archie, look. Go ahead and call Betty. But this is definitely and absolutely the last telephone call you are making this evening. Understand? Sure, Dad. Sure. It, it'll just take a minute. And call me when you're through. Yes, Dad. Operator, Riverdale 614, please, and hurry. Boy, the next time somebody gives me free tickets to the movies, they'll have to pay me to take them. I'm Hello? not going... Oh, Betty, this is Archie. Oh, what is it? Betty, I called to say you can have the tickets to the movies. Oh, golly, I can? Uh-huh. It's too long to explain what the trouble was, Betty, but they're all yours now, if you want. Oh, golly, Archie, sure I do. I'll be right over for them. Gee, thanks a million, Archie. Oh, it's all right, Betty. Goodbye. Bye. Well, at least that's settled. Betty's happy, and Jug can't say I went without him, and Dad can make his call, and I'll just go read a book. Oh, Dad! Gee, can that be Betty already? Hello. Jughead, what are you doing here? Well, I'll tell you. When I got home, I found out my Uncle Herman saw the picture at the beach this afternoon. And he says it's a swell picture. So I decided to come back and go with you after all. Oh, no. Sure. He says there's no Indians or fire engines or tigers anywhere in the picture. Well, Jughead, I... He I, says there's a lot of shooting, but I like shooting. Jughead, I bet for the part where the good guys corner the bad guys. Well, Jughead, I... They start I, going... Jughead, I... Jughead! Huh? Jughead, that gunfight is very interesting. But there's something I have to explain to you. Yes? Look, I do have tickets to the movies, and I did invite you, but after you left, Betty called and... Oh, gee whiz, now what? Hello, hello? Hello, Archie. This is Veronica again. Veronica? Uh-huh, and Archie, guess what? I'm afraid to. When I said I saw the first frontier last week, I didn't. You didn't? No, I saw another picture called The Last Frontier. The Last? 
sort of the... And I'll be right over, Archie. Bye. I thought, Veronica, wait, I, I just... Hello? 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 Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Jughead, have I got trouble. What's the trouble? Well, I might as well be frank about it. I told Betty that she could have the tickets to the movies. Our tickets? Jug, they're not our tickets. Whose tickets are they? Jug, look, I'll start at the beginning so you'll understand the whole problem. Now, Pinky Schultz gave me free passes because he had a fight with Agatha and couldn't go. And I asked Veronica, but she couldn't go. So you asked me to ask you when I didn't, you could go. But then Veronica called back and said she could go after all. But then you came over, but you decided not to go. And then Betty called and she wanted to go, but I said she couldn't go because Veronica wanted to go. But then Veronica called and said that she didn't want to go. So I told Betty she could go, but now you want to go. See? Would you repeat that, please? Well, I... No, fine. Jughead, look, I... She was... Well, maybe that's Betty and she's changed her mind. Hello? Hello, Archie. This is Pinky Schultz. Pinky? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're still home. I was afraid you might have already gone to the movies with those free passes I gave you. No, I didn't, Pinky. I decided not to go. Oh, good. Because Agatha and I just made up. She wants to go to the movies and I haven't got a cent. So I want the tickets back. Back? Oh, but Pinky, I... I can't give them back. Well, I promised them to Betty Cooper. Oh, you did, did you? Yeah. Well, listen, Archie, when I gave you those passes, I distinctly told you if you couldn't use them yourself, to give them back to me. Well, yes, you did, Pinky, and I was going to use and them, I'm but I... I'm not another fight without her, because you want to give my passes to some old Betty. But, Pinky, I can't give them... Oh, I'm coming I... over for them right now, and you better have them, or else. But, Pinky, wait, I... I could... Oh, boy. Jughead, I don't know how I ever got into this, but come on. Where are you going? To find my father, Jug. I gotta ask him for some money. It looks like I'm going to have to buy somebody some movie tickets. Archie, for the love of Pete, aren't you through with that phone yet? I've got to make that call. Not Well, that's funny. He isn't even here. Now, how do you like that? I wait for half an hour while he uses the phone, ask him to call me when he's through, and what happens? He just disappears, doesn't even say a word to anyone. Well, doesn't matter now. Might as well go ahead and make my call. Uh, uh, hello, operator. Would you get me... Oh, great. Never mind, operator. I have to answer the door. Hello, Mr. Andrews. Oh, Betty. Well, here I am for the tickets. What tickets? The movie tickets Archie promised me. Oh, great. Well, Betty, I- I'm making a phone call right now. Uh, you- would you wait for just a minute? Then we'll try to find Archie. Oh, all right, Mr. Andrews. <clears throat> uh, operator, get me Riverdale. Oh, great. Oh, do you want me to answer it, Mr. Andrews? No, Betty. It's my door. I might as well see who it is. Never mind, operator. Something tells me I never am going to make this phone call. Oh, hello, Mr. Andrews. Veronica. Is Archie ready, Mr. Andrews? Uh, oh, Veronica, I don't know where Archie is at the moment, but if you'll wait just a minute, dear, while I make a phone call, I'll try to find him for you. Oh, all right, Mr. Andrews. Oh, well, Betty, what are you doing here? Oh, hello, Veronica. I'm waiting for Archie. Operator, I have to answer the door again. I've never seen anything like this. Oh, Mr. Andrews, is Archie in? Uh, Oh, hello. Uh, you're, uh, Stinky Schultz, aren't you? Stinky, not stinky. Oh. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, uh, you said you want to see Archie? Yeah, he's yeah. got some free movie passes of mine. Free movie oh, passes? Pinky. Oh, hi, America. Pinky, did you say those movie tickets were yours? Uh, Betty, yeah, I... free passes to the Bijou. Pinky, would you... Golly, Archie promised me tickets to the movie. Betty, please. No, I... he's taking me. Veronica, with that's... my tickets? Pinky, oh, would... there you are, Dad. I... Well, she was. When did everyone get here? Archie, Hiya, Archie. Archie. Jughead, would you? Yeah, the Henderson's coming over. Where? Mary, my I checked no, Archie, Archie, don't, don't get excited. Archie, I want to. One of the movies. Veronica, Veronica, just... Veronica, don't get excited. Archie, for the love. What is all? Mary, how you excited, Mary? Archie, quit saying it. Mary, Archie, Veronica, Betty, Pinky, That's better. Now, listen to me, all of you. This nonsense has gone far enough. Too far, in fact. Yes, yes Mr. Andrews. Yes, dear. Yes, Dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Half an hour ago, Archie came screaming in here that he was going to the movies and had some free tickets. And ever since, this house has been turned into absolute bedlam. Phones ringing, doorbells ringing, Archie calling people, people calling Archie, people coming over here. I have never seen such confusion. Ever been to my house at supper time? <laughs> Jughead, be quiet. Okay, okay. Now, all I've been trying to do is call the Hendersons and invite them over for a quiet evening of bridge. Now, is that asking too much? Wanting to play some bridge? No, no Mr. Andrews. No, dear. No, Dad. I pass. <laughs> Jughead! Okay, okay. Now, all I want to know is, what is this all about? Well, Dad, maybe I can explain. I wish you would. Well, right after supper tonight, I met Pinky, and he gave me this free pass to the movies. And now things have gotten a little mixed up, and, well, everyone wants to go. But why can't everyone go? Because the pass is only good for two. It says right here, admit two persons to the Bijou Theater for any matinee performance during the... Oh, boy. Matinee? Archie, did you say matinee? Archie, mm -hmm. matinee means afternoon only. <laughs> Gee whiz, the pass is no good. Oh, no. Archie, oh, wait, 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 I give up. you're getting when you ask for Swift's Premium Franks. Made fresh daily in Swift kitchens from coast to coast so you know they're fresh. Made by Swift so you know they're top quality. Ask for them today. Swift's Premium Franks in the new handy one-pound cellophane package. And while you're at your dealers, be sure to ask for Swift's Brookfield Sausage, the sausage with the just right seasoning. And don't forget that your dealer has a tempting variety of Swift's Premium Table-Ready Meat. Delicious bologna is being featured this week, and you'll find it to be a surefire hit in lunchbox sandwiches, after-school snacks, and late-evening spreads. And remember, Swift's premium bologna is economical because it's all meat, no bones, no waste. Always keep some on hand for quick, easy-to-fix meals. For a meal in a flash that saves plenty of cash, get Swift's premium table-ready meat. 
And now, back to the Andrews. It's a few minutes later, and peace and quiet have finally been restored to the Andrews household. Fred, I think that was a very nice thing you did, giving Archie enough money to take all the children to the movies. Mary, there was no other way out of it. Now, look, dear, let, let's just forget the whole thing and call the Hendersons and get going on that game of bridge, huh? I really need to relax now. All right, dear, I'll call them. Riverdale uh, 753, please. With the children out of the house, Fred, we should have a very nice evening with the Hendersons. And yes. I... Oh, hello, Mrs. Henderson. Oh, this is Mary Andrews. <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. How are you? <laughs> well, Mrs. Henderson, we were wondering if you and your husband would care to come over here tonight to play some bridge. I thought that... Uh, what? Oh, I see. Oh. Oh, yes. Well, all right. Goodbye. Mary, what is it? Don't they want to play bridge? Well, yes, dear, but they're just leaving. They have free tickets to the movies. Oh, no. You've been listening to another chapter of The Adventures of Archie Andrews, written by Carl Jampel and based on the copyrighted feature appearing in Archie Comics magazine. Archie was played by Bob Hastings, Jughead by Harlan Stone. Mom and Dad Andrews are played by Alice Yorman and Arthur Cole. Veronica and Betty by Gloria Mann and Rosemary Rice. Pinky Schultz was played by Arnold Stang. This program is produced and directed by Kenneth McGregor. Listen next Saturday when Swift and Company, makers of Swift's Premium Franks, brings you more of the merry adventures of Archie Andrews. This is Bob Sherry wishing you all a very pleasant weekend. So long. NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. That was Archie from 1948. Next, one more episode of The Aldridge Family. Now, a lot of episodes of The Aldridge Family have been lost over time for whatever reason. There's a gap of about 15 episodes from the previous episode to this one. So in this episode, Henry mentions an incident on a roof. That happened in a previous episode that's been lost, but it doesn't really affect the rest of the story. So enjoy this episode from October 7th, 1943. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! Postum presents The Aldrich Family, written by Clifford Goldsmith. Entertainment for all the family, brought to you by Postum, a tempting, wholesome drink for all the family. Postum. <laughs> Before we join the Aldrich family, may we offer you a friendly challenge? I've heard it said that if the average person hears five separate statements, he has a hard time repeating even four of them. See how far above average you are. One, many people can drink coffee without ill effects. But there are a good many other people whose nerves are set on edge by coffee. Two, people who are affected by coffee may find it helpful to drink Postum regularly instead of coffee. Three, Postum contains no caffeine. No stimulant of any kind that could possibly upset anybody's nerves. Four, Postum is a hearty, robust, really swell drink. Enjoyed every mealtime by millions of Americans. Five, you can get Postum at your grocer's. Now, how many of those statements can you remember? Well, I'll give you a little tip. If you remember only the last one to get Postum at your grocer's, 
then you've remembered the one that you will be most grateful for. For it's when you get it that you can give Postum a fair trial. You can then see if you don't agree that Postum is a grand drink. See if you aren't much less nervous, more at ease, thanks to your switch to Postum. One of the attractive things about teenage youngsters is that they manage to get a lot of fun out of things which, to their elders, are apt to be pretty much of a bore. Let's see how Henry Aldrich handles the problem of moving day, for instance. The scene opens in Kathleen Anderson's living room. Now, wait a second, Homer. Kathleen asked me to lift that box for her. Henry, will you take your hands off it? You're only making it heavier. I know, Homer, but everything I've picked up, you've tried to grab, too. Anybody think the Andersons weren't able to move without your butting in? All right, then, all right, then take it. And I hope you break your back. Well, gee whiz, Homer, that's a nice thing to do. Right on Kathleen's mother's hardwood floor. They're moving out of here, aren't they? And someone's moving in, aren't they? Henry, did you hurt yourself? No, I didn't hurt myself. Homer, could you... Could you give me a hand with this? I thought you wanted to lift it yourself. Wait a second now, and I'll put this other pile of books in. Oh, you're going to put more in it? Henry, we have to get everything we own out of here by tonight. You do? Yes, Henry. Well, gee, where are you going to have dinner? I don't know. Listen, Kathleen, why don't you come over to our house for dinner? Over to your house? Really, Homer? Homer, over to your house? And now, wait a second. Why should she want to come over to your house? Why shouldn't she? Because, Homer, in the first place, your mother and father are both on a diet. And, and you know what that means? What does it mean? Henry! Yes, Mrs. Anderson? Are you calling I? Could you come here and help me with this stepladder? Yes, sure. Homer, move that box of books out, of the, out on the porch for Kathleen. Alone? Is it too heavy for you, Homer? Well, I'll tell you. Listen, Kathleen, why don't you all come over for dinner? As long as your mother's going to have all your dishes packed. Oh, I don't think we should impose on your mother and father like that, Homer. Well, that's the beautiful part of it. If you come over, my mother will have to cook something good for a change. No, Homer, I don't think we'd better. Now, would you move that box, please? Okay. Say, I've got a better idea, Kathleen. I'll go home and ask my mother. Then I can explain the whole thing. And if she says she'd rather we wouldn't come, will you be frank and tell us so? Oh, gee whiz, Kathleen. You don't have to worry about a thing like that. Hey, Homer, how about coming down in the basement and give me a hand with a barrel of stuff? I've got to beat it, Henry. As soon as you get the barrel up, move that box of books there. Listen, Kathleen, where's he going? Home to see whether his mother would mind having anyone extra for dinner. You mean you're going? You're going? Instead of coming over to my house? Well, Henry, you hadn't even mentioned your house. Kathleen, don't you remember my saying... My saying... Don't you want to eat with my family? Well, I didn't say I didn't want to. I'd much rather, only... Well, only how about your mother? My mother? What, what would my mother have to do with your coming over for dinner? I mean... Well, all I have to do is phone and say you're coming. Hello? My goodness, I guess your mother's better natured than my mother. Oh, gee, as soon as I say... Number, please. Listen, mother. Number, please. Oh, uh, Elm 303. Elm 303? Kathleen? Yes, Mother? Could you help me, please? All right. And I have something awfully nice to tell you. And Kathleen, after dinner, maybe we can go to the movies. Hello? Hello? Listen, Mother. Henry, where are you? Why, I, I'm just over helping. Uh, I'm sort of... You won't be late getting home for dinner tonight, will you, dear? We're going to eat early. Oh, we are? Mother, I, I want to tell you something. What is it? You know the Andersons. Has something happened to them? No, they're in an awful predicament. They have to get out of their house by tonight, see? Really? Where are they going? 
Over on Center Street. Well, that'll be nice. Well, don't be late, will you, dear? Wait a second, Mother. I haven't finished with their predicament. Dear, I can't stand here and talk with you. I'm putting up applesauce. You are? Well, well, that's good. How would you... Well, what would you think of sort of helping out and, and asking Kathleen to come and eat with us? Henry, this is no time to ask anyone for dinner. I've got jars and applesauce all over the kitchen. But, Mother, she's very fond of applesauce. Frankly, Henry, I don't like you bringing home a guest when I'm working as hard as I am. But, Mother... Dear, you may have her any night but tonight. Henry! Look, Mother, let me explain something. Henry, there's nothing to explain. Henry! Mother, listen! Goodbye, dear. But, Mother... Henry, did you get your mother? Yes, and... Well, that's wonderful because Mother says she'd be glad to let me go. What's that? Well, that's fine. In the first place, Alice, Henry shouldn't have asked you. But, Sam, I told him he could not have Kathleen tonight. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. Not that Kathleen isn't welcome here, but there's a chance that Ed Wilson will be in town. You mean you've asked him to have dinner here? No, Alice, but if he does arrive in town tonight, I'd like to feel free to ask him for dinner so we can talk business. Then I'm all the more glad Kathleen isn't coming. Mother! Henry, is that you? Yes. Where are you? We're in the living room. We'd like very much to speak to you. You mean Father's in there with you? I am. Oh, hello, Father. Hello. Henry, I certainly hope Kathleen understood why I couldn't have her tonight. Well, Mother... If you aren't awfully busy, could I speak to you out in the dining room where we can be alone? I mean... Dear, there's no use your bringing the subject up. Your father agrees with me. We cannot have Kathleen tonight. Oh, we can't? Henry, remember this for as long as you live. Don't ever ask anyone to this house for dinner as a... as a surprise to us. Yes, Father. Is that clear, dear? Yes, Mother. That doesn't go just for Kathleen. It goes for Homer Brown. For Jimmy Bartlett. Yes, for... Father. For everyone and anyone you happen to have an impulse to ask. Yes, Mother. Only only first, there's just one thing I want to explain. Don't try to explain anything. Kathleen is out of the picture as far as tonight is concerned. Well, Sam, where are you going? Out in the garden. Mother, would you be interested in listening to me? Henry, let's not hear any more about it. But, Mother, look what Mrs. Anderson gave me. What is it? Are those ration stamps? Yes, sure. She felt that bad about it. Well, my goodness. Look, three stamps. That gives you some idea, Mother, of how... Of how? Well, Henry, you certainly couldn't have been very cordial in your invitation. What's that? Henry, what did you say to Mrs. Anderson that made her feel she had to give you those? That's the funny part of it. It came right out of a clear blue sky. Here, do you realize how embarrassed this makes me feel? Apparently, she thought the reason we couldn't have Kathleen was because we didn't have enough ration stamps. Why, Mother? Dear, when you're inviting anyone for dinner, there are two ways to do it. Either don't ask them at all or you ask them wholeheartedly and really make them feel as though they're wanted. You do? Yes, dear, of course you do. What's the Andersons' number? You're going to call them? Of course I am. Why, it's it's Elm 344. Elm 344? Number, please. Operator, I want Elm 344. Elm 344? Henry, do you see that list of groceries on the table? Yes, Mother. I want you to take it and go right over to the store. Yes, sure, and thanks very much. And don't even mention this to your father. You let me explain things to him. Yes, Mother. Hello. Hello. Is this Betty Anderson? Yes. This is Alice Aldridge, dear. I've just been talking with Henry, and frankly, Betty, I've never been quite so embarrassed. Well, what about Alice? Anyone that has to move at a time like this and is in the position you're in... Well, Betty, we'd just love to help you all. Oh, really? All of us? Of course. What's that? Uh, what's that? Oh, you mean you can all... Well, that's fine, Betty. Uh... I was afraid for a minute Henry had asked just Kathleen. Now, Alice, are you sure you can have us all on this short notice? Why, why, Betty, I give you my word, nothing would give us more pleasure than making you feel that our home is your home. Really, Alice? 
Well, that's awfully sweet of you. Not at all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sam! Sam, I've got to tell you something. Hello? Hello? Bob, this is Betty. What do you think? The Aldridges have come to the rescue. They've asked us over to their house. Yes? For the next three days? Why, no, Bob. No, of course not. Just for dinner. Well, that takes care of one meal, but where are we going to stay tonight and tomorrow night until the other place is ready? Well, couldn't you get rooms at the mansion house? Oh, no, no. They're all filled up. You don't suppose the Aldridges would put us up for a few days, do you? Now, Bob, I'm even a little embarrassed about going over there for dinner. Well, do they know we can't move into the other house? Yes. Then I don't see why they don't ask us. We'd do the same for them. Well, Alice Aldridge did say she wanted us to feel that their home was our home. But I don't think she expects us to stay three days. Why don't you call her back and make sure? Now, Bob, I can't do that. Let's just wait and see what happens. Very well. And, Bob, somebody's at the door. I've just got to hang up and see who it is. Goodbye. Goodbye. Where are you? I'm out here in the front hall. Is is Kathleen here? Hello, Henry. What is it? Nothing, Kathleen. Nothing. I was just on my way to get some groceries for uh, for something, and, and I just thought I'd drop in. Oh. All I want to know is, I want to make sure. Yes, Henry? Well, I want to be positive, see? Yes, Henry. I just had a talk with my mother, and, and she called you, didn't she? Yes, and that was very sweet of her. Boy, was she upset over the way I asked Kathleen. Well, your mother was certainly nice to call and ask us all. Oh, all of you? Yes. Well, gee, that's the way my mother is. Once she decides to do something, she'll even turn over her whole house to you. Really? As a matter of fact, Henry, she did say we were to feel your home was our home. Sure. All she's got to know is you're in a jam. And, and boy. Only, Henry, are you positive we won't be crowding you? Crowding us? Gee whiz, how could you do a thing like that? Are you sure, Henry? Kathleen, you talk as though we'd never had company before. Gee whiz, there's plenty of room. And your mother told you to say that? Sure. She certainly said I was to be cordial. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, and thanks very much for coming over. Kathleen, go to the phone and call your father. Yes, Mother. Tell him it's all settled. We won't have to go to the hotel. Hi, Kathleen. Yes, Homer, where are you? I'm out here at the back door. Where are you? I'm just going to put in a phone call. Well, look, I've got a sort of embarrassing message for you, see? My mother said she'd like to have you folks come for dinner. In fact, there's nothing she'd rather have you do. Only... Don't you think as long as you folks are going to be so tired from moving and everything, it would be better to wait and come sometime afterwards when you feel fresher and you can keep your mind on what you're eating? Well, Homer, as a matter of fact, we're all going over to Henry's. For dinner? Yes. Everybody? Well, gee whiz, that's a fine thing. Could I use your telephone before you do? I guess so. Hello? That isn't a... Gee whiz. Number, please. Elm 232. Elm 232? And Homer, as soon as you get through, could you come in the living room and help me move that box of books for Mother? Didn't Henry take care of it? Of all the... Hello? Hello, Mother. I won't be home for dinner. Why not? The Aldriches are throwing a party. Mother, I didn't ask them all for dinner. You did. Well, incidentally, since you knew how many would be here, why didn't you get enough string beans? I did. That's the beautiful part of it. Then why didn't you tell me before I sent your father to the store? You did? Well, I'll go right out and get him. Now, don't do anything more. You've done enough as it is. 
Where are you going? Over to Mrs. Kilmer's and try to borrow a large tablecloth. And, dear, I hope you'll let this be a lesson. Don't ever, ever start inviting people in a wholesale way like this again. Yes, Mother. Only I just asked Kathleen. And please go answer that phone. Yes, Mother. Maybe this is Mrs. Anderson saying they thought it over and none of them can come except Kathleen. Hello? Hello. May I speak with Mr. Aldrich, please? Why, Mr. Aldridge isn't here right now. Could you tell me how I might get in touch with him, please? I don't think you can. He's out trying to scrape up some string beans. What's that? May I ask who this is speaking? This is his son. Oh, yes. This is Mr. Wilson. I believe I met you when I was in town last week. Oh, yes. Up on the roof. Henry, I'm in sort of a jam down here at the hotel. I've been trying to get a room, and they tell me there isn't a chance. There isn't? As a matter of fact, even the dining room is packed. You mean you can't get in and get anything? That's why I called. I was wondering whether you might have any suggestion to make. Well, I tell you, no. What's that? I'm pretty sure I'd better not make that one. Do you know any place to get a room or a meal? Why, no. No, my mother was just saying a little while ago, no, everything's all tied up. I see. How about, how about my father phoning you when he comes in? That won't do any good. I can't wait here. I've got to find a place to eat and sleep. Oh. Just forget the whole thing. Goodbye. Poor Henry. He certainly picked the wrong time to take his parents literally. But if I may say so, it's the right time for you to take me literally when I suggest that some of you have a big surprise coming the first time you try Postum. For undoubtedly, some of you will take your first sip of Postum, expecting it to taste like coffee, and it doesn't. Postum is an entirely different drink, which you shouldn't expect to taste like coffee any more than you'd expect coffee to taste like tea. The flavor of Postum is distinctively its own, and so lusty and satisfying, so incomparably good, that whole families favor Postum over any other mealtime drink they've tried. We'd like you to enjoy Postum too, friends. Enjoy the rich, hearty, bracing flavor and discover why one of America's great mealtime drinks is Postum. Now getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. The Aldriches are upset to think that Kathleen Anderson and her family are coming for dinner this evening never dreaming that the Andersons are really preparing to stay for three days. The scene opens in the Aldrich living room. Mr. Aldrich is speaking. Alice, where are you? I'm in here straightening up the living room, Sam. My goodness, where have you been all this time? I've been out trying to find enough groceries. But, dear, do you realize there's hardly an hour left before the Andersons will be here? Alice, I couldn't help it if somebody had bought all the string beans in town. The Andersons will have to eat eggplant. I do hope they won't stay long after dinner. Father, is that you? It is. Well, gee whiz, I've been waiting for you. There was a phone call for you. Yes? From Mr. Wilson? Yes, sir. Oh, then he's in town. That's fine. I tried to phone him from the drugstore. Yes, Father. And why are they jammed down at the hotel? You mean he can't get a room? No, sir. Well, you told him to come up here, didn't you? Up here? What for? Why, for dinner, dear, and stay overnight. Why? No, Mr. Wilson, he came to town to do business with me. I know, Father, but you gave me a lecture about asking people right out of a clear sky like that. There's nothing about it that's out of a clear sky. Where did he say I could reach him? He said you couldn't. He said he was going out to look for some place to sleep. Henry Aldrich! But, but Mother, you... Don't you see the position I was in? Henry, if we have antagonized Mr. Wilson and he goes back to Chicago without seeing me, I'll... 
I'll... Now, Sam? I'm sorry, Father. But, Alice, of all the people we know, Ed Wilson. Ed Wilson. After all, we do have a guest Now, room. Sam, don't be upset. That's probably Mr. Wilson at the door this minute. Yes? Well, gee whiz, let me go to the door. I'd like to be the one who invites you me. Now, wait a minute, Henry. Wait a minute. What's the matter? Alice, look out the window. Where, Sam? Look who's on the front porch. Oh, gee whiz, it's Kathleen and her mother. Sam. Sam, what are they here now for? I don't know. What time did you tell them to come? Well, I certainly didn't tell them to come this early. I'm not even dressed. Father, do you suppose something's happened and, and they can't come? What do you mean they can't come? Sam, don't let them in until I get these papers straightened up. Can't one of you help me with them? Where do you want me to put them? Here, Henry, take them out to the kitchen. Yes, Father. Sam, open the door. Yes, Only Alice. wait a minute, dear. Here's a match I didn't pick up. Henry, take this match out, too. Who's going to notice a match at a time like this? Well, well. Hello there. Hello, Sam. Hello, Alice. Betty, dear. Hello. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Aldrich. Hello. Don't tell me you can't... You can't... Come in. I thought perhaps it would be too early for you, but that house was driving me crazy. I just had to get out of it. Well, it's quite all right. Tell me, where's Bob? He's coming with the car, Alice. Oh. Yes, Mother and I walked over. Really? Well, that's just fine. Yes, that's fine. Let's, let's all sit down. Mr. Aldridge, is Henry here? Oh, yes, Kathleen. Henry! Henry! I guess he doesn't hear. He'll be back in a minute, though. Suppose I go and get him. I've got one or two little things to attend to in the kitchen. Anyhow, if you'll just excuse me. Can Kathleen and I help you, Alice? No, dear. There isn't a thing to do. Well, there's the doorbell. I guess that's Father. Yeah? Well, that's fine. Mr. Aldrich, do you suppose you could go out and help him bring in Grandmother? What? What's that? Yes, Sam. Bob's mother. You remember her, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's fine. Hello, Sam. Here we come. Hello, Bob. And Mrs. Anderson, how are you? Uh, just take her other arm, Sam. Yeah? All right, sir. Here we come. You want some help, Father? Uh, yes, Kathleen. Go out to the car and get Grandmother's cushion. All right. Have you any idea what Henry is? Henry! Henry! I hope we're not going to be crowding you, Sam. No, no, not at all. Everything's going to be fine. Here we go, Grandmother. Right down into the big chair. Bob, what do you want me to do? Uh, just let go of her, Sam. She does better if you let her drop in. Yeah? Well, that's fine. There we are. Sam, I can't begin to tell you how grateful we are for your pulling us out of this jam. That's all right. Yes, indeed. Now, Sam, I want to tell you one thing. Betty and I decided before we came over we're going to make as little trouble for you as possible. Now, Bob, what are you talking about trouble for? Well, let's work out a schedule for the bathroom. You know what I mean? So we won't get in your way. What's that? And tell me frankly, Sam, would you rather we eat with you or a little ahead of you? What's that? Well, why don't you let us do this? I was just thinking, we'll eat first and clean up the kitchen and get out of your way. The kitchen? Sam! Yes, Alice, what is it? Could you please come here right away? Yes, Alice. If you folks would excuse me, I'll go see what she wants. Uh, Sam, do you suppose there'd be any objections to Grandmother eating upstairs? Upstairs? Well, no, that would be fine. Sam, I want you to tell me something. Alice, there's something I want you to tell me. Dear, can you cut these string beans while I go up and change my clothes? Alice, what's going on here? What do you mean? The Andersons don't want to eat with us. You mean they're leaving? No, they want to eat in the kitchen before we do. And Grandmother's going to eat upstairs. What's that? What Grandmother? Alice, what do they mean by wanting a schedule for the bathroom? Well, these show them where it is. No, they want a schedule for it, a schedule. Dear, what are you talking about? Oh, my goodness, who do you suppose that is? I don't know who it is. How would I know? Well, don't just stand there, Dave. Go on to the front door. Where's Henry? Why can't Henry take care of some of this? I have no idea where Henry is. All right, Mr. Aldridge, I answered the door. Yes, it wasn't Mr. Wilson, was it? No, it's just the express man with our baggage. What's that? Father didn't want to lug it because he was so tired. Oh, oh. Now, don't you lift a finger, Sam. You let that fellow out there bring everything in. Oh, yes. Are all those, all those 
Is that your baggage? Yes, I told them to take them around and bring them in the back way so we won't scratch up the front hall. Sam! Yes, Betty? I forgot to tell Alice we brought our own sheets and pillowcases and our own towels. What's that? Enough to last for three days. Well, that's fine. Sam, who was it? Nothing, Alice. Just the man with the Anderson sheets and towels. But the Andersons what? But they say they can only be with us for three days. What's that? I mean, oh, only three days? Why, we certainly thought you could be with us at least, at least. Hello, Henry, am I late? Homer, is that you? Yes, Mrs. Aldridge. I would have been here sooner, only my father couldn't come at the last minute. What's that? Just my mother could make it. Hello, Sam. Oh, I do hope you understand Will's not being able to come along. Why, that's quite all right, Elizabeth. We'll try to understand, won't we, Alice? Yes, yes. Well, anyway, Sam, happy birthday. Happy birthday? Yes. Yes, isn't that what you're celebrating? No, Elizabeth, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Oh, well, anyway, I know you're celebrating something. Oh, isn't that Grandmother Anderson I see in there? Why, Grandmother Anderson. Boy, am I looking forward to dinner. To dinner, dear? Sure. Just for dinner? You can't stay overnight? Well, I guess I could. Where's Henry? I wish I knew. There he is, Mr. Aldrich. There he is, right out in front. Where, Kathleen? Don't you see him? He just got out of that taxi. Henry, where have you been? Look, Father, look who I found. Dear, who is it? Can't you see? It's Mr. Wilson and his wife and children. I told them you wanted them to stay overnight. What's that? Let me look at this list once more. Quiet, Sam. Do you want to wake everyone in the house up? No one can hear us here in the kitchen, Alice. I just want to look at the list and see where everyone is sleeping. Just a moment while I turn this other light on. Now, let's see. Bob and Betty Anderson are in... They're in our room, dear. Oh, yes. Kathleen is in with Mary. Where's Grandmother? She's in Henry's room. Oh, yes. And Mr. and Mrs. Wilson are in the guest room. And their daughter's on the sofa in the living room. And their son's on that cot in the dining room. Oh, yes. Then I'm going to sleep on that cot I put up beside Mary and Kathleen. Yeah? And where is it grandmother's sleeping? No, I told you, in Henry's room. I sent Henry over to stay with Homer. I realize that, Alice. Well, it worked out very well. I thought so, too. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where am I? You, dear. Don't I have you on this list? Let's go through it once more. Sam, I guess I don't have you. That's a fine thing. Well, dear, you've got to lie down someplace. You've had a hard day. Why, uh, why... What were you going to suggest? No, I guess the Wilson boy couldn't possibly sleep with Grandmother. No, dear, no. We all agreed that Grandmother better sleep alone. How about... How about... No. Of course... Yes? There's that old blanket that Henry's goat used to sleep on. But I frankly don't think you'd be comfortable on that. No. But I might take a couple of leaves from the dining room table and put them across the bathtub. What? And just lie there holding the bathroom schedule. Now, Sam, I'm doing the best I can. I know, Alice, but I've got to do some work tomorrow. I can't just stand up against the wall all night. Mother. Alice, who's that? Sam, it's Henry. Yes, dear? Mother, I want to tell you something. Not so loud, Henry. Did you forget something? Forget something? What was it? She doesn't know. Your mother's asking you. Why are you back? I can't sleep over at Homer's. Why not? Well, Homer's Uncle Joe showed up on a furlough, and he brought two soldiers along with him. What's that? So I had to come home. Sam, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. It's Grandmother that's messing up the whole works. What are you walking out of the room like that for? I'm going to answer the telephone. Would you like me to, Father? Hello? Hello? Do you have a Mr. Wilson there? Yes. 
Could I speak to him, please? Why, he can't come to the phone right this minute. Could I take a message? This is the mansion house. Mr. Wilson had his name on our reservation list and asked us to give him a call if anything turned up. Yes? We've just found one bed. If he doesn't mind, it's being in a room with another gentleman, a Mr. Wiggins from Battle Creek. Yes? Good. Hold it. Henry? Yes, Father? Come with me. Where to? We're going to sleep with a man by the name of Wiggins from Battle Creek. Stay tuned in, won't you? The Aldrich's sleeping problems aren't quite solved even yet. forget, will you, friends? Postum comes in two economical forms. Postum, which you brew in pot percolator or drip maker, and instant postum, which is dissolved instantly in your cup by adding boiling water. Both have the same unbeatable postum flavor. So no matter which you enjoy, you can't help but say sincerely what a swell drink postum is. to be sure not to wake up Mr. Wiggins. But, gee whiz, I can't see to button my pajamas. Get into bed. I am in bed. I'm trying... I'm trying... Father, where are you? I'm right over here. You're not in here with me? Well, gee whiz, who's this I button my pajamas to? Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with your favorite youngster, his family, and his pals. The Aldrich Family is written by Clifford Goldsmith. The original musical score is conducted by Jack Miller. And this is Dan Seymour saying, your host tonight is Postum. And Postum is one of America's great mealtime drinks. It's good drinking. Good night.